Welcome to the Earning the Push podcast. I'm Jack Murley, and each and every week, myself and co-host, professional rugby player Charlie Beckett, cast our eye over everything happening inside and outside the squared circle in a show made by wrestling fans for wrestling fans. Coming up today, the Royal Rumble is just a day away as 30 men and 30 women vie for a golden ticket that'll take them all the way to the main event of WrestleMania. We look through the potential winners, runners and riders, surprise entrants and shocks, some big title matches and everything that means this Saturday's Rumble card in St. Louis is shaping up to be so much fun as the road to WrestleMania begins. Sammy Guevara and Cody Rhodes bust out a classic ladder match on AEW's Beach Break and we saw a debut in Cleveland, just not the one that many of us were expecting. We talk big bumps, the announcement of MJF and CM Punk for Chicago next week and consistency in storytelling. All of that, plus blood blisters, parking apps, a listener who's gone above and beyond, and so much more. All coming up right now on Earning the Push. With the exception of WrestleMania, it's my favourite pay-per-view every year. Uh, I'm really excited on Saturday night. That makes my life a whole lot easier being a UK fan. Thank you very much for that, uh, Mr McMahon. I cannot wait. I love the Rumble matches. I think we've got a really good card outside of the matches. I think we're on for a really good show this weekend. Let's talk about some of those matches outside of the Rumble matches themselves. And Roman Reigns versus Seth Rollins for the Universal Championship. We now know the Usos barred from ringside after Reigns cost the Usos a tag match with Kevin Owens and Seth Rollins. Seth freaking Rollins. Seth brand split doesn't matter, Rollins. But we got a really good match and some nice shenanigans at the end of that. Yeah, I um, I very much enjoyed the reveal of KO coming out to be his tag partner. Uh, again, brand split, not a thing, but there we go. Yeah, I, I think it's be a great match. I think the fact that they've included John Moxley in the storytelling of this is outstanding. I think it would be very easy for them to shy away from that. And anyone who knew anything about wrestling would be like, I think I saw an uh, interview with Seth freaking Rollins uh, with Alex McCarthy this week where he just said it was very important to him to involve John Moxley because anyone who knows their story knows it wasn't just the two of them. Their, their history is not intertwined with two, it is with three and it would have been more pointed to to leave him out. So those uh, promos and that match was brilliant. Usos barred from ringside. If I was Seth, that's what I'd want because they're always up to shenanigans, aren't they? Interesting finish from Roman to come in and cost, cost the Usos the match. I was intrigued by that. It doesn't seem like that's the cleverest tactic for the tribal chief but i'm really excited these two have great matches together they've leaned the story well i think it's gonna be a great match i think it'll main event on saturday oh interesting you think that will go on last and does that mean that we're gonna get some kind of screwy finish at the end or do you see roman standing tall with his title i can see roman standing tall with his title i think we'll have roman and brock both as champions and i think we will have an idea of who is going to go on to face who from the main, from the Rumble. I think we'll know by who wins the Rumble who they'll be going to face. I, I still don't think we're getting a unification match at Mania. I don't think it makes sense. I'm wondering when we saw this uh, end of SmackDown just gone play out, that we were talking last week about who's the heel, who's the heel, who's the baby face, and we said it didn't really matter. Some definite heel tendencies there from Roman Reigns, and Seth, they seem to be setting up as a baby face, and it sort of seems to be working a little bit, as annoying as Seth is. The fans were behind him uh, last time out on SmackDown. I will never be able to cheer for a man who laughs like that. Oh, it's, ever. it's shocking, isn't it? It's terrible. It, it's incredible bit of acting and um, work from uh, Seth Rollins, but it's hideous. So Seth it freaking Rollins. Sorry, Seth sorry, sorry, Rollins. sorry. I will get sued if I don't say his name right. I think they're definitely leaning into Roman as the heel here and they'd like the crowd to play that way, but there's no clean-cut babyface and heel. But yeah, I think that's definitely where they're leaning. I've no idea what the crowd will be doing at the weekend. Um, I just think they'll be going wild for for the event. I, I, I almost, on my bucket list, going to a Rumble would almost top going to Mania. Mania would just top it, but if you said... Charlie, you can go to one pay-per-view, it isn't Mania, it'd be Rumble every day of the year. I love it. I want to be there going, 10, 9, counting down. I'm such a kid for that. So I always think you get a good... My point is, I think you always get a good crowd at Rumble. As long as you don't lose them by ruining the Royal Rumble for them. But I can't see that happening this year because there isn't someone everyone's desperate to win. 
like when they've had the Daniel Bryans of this world and not let them win. So I think the crowd's going to be wild on Saturday. I was just watching back at a day off in the week, some of the Rumble matches from years gone by and some of the compilation matches. And my God, you, you remember that Rumble crowd when Daniel Bryan got eliminated early doors and the, uh, you know, you've never, you've never known a crowd like it. I still think that might be when we go back and look at the history of wrestling in the early part of sort of the two thousands, that, that moment where they lost the crowd, I've never seen anything like it. It was sensationally bad. There was the two years in a row, wasn't it? 2014 yeah. and 2015, where I always get confused which one. I think it was 2014 where he wasn't in it, and Rey Mysterio comes out of 30 and gets booed out the building, which is just Rey Mysterio returning, getting booed out the building. Well, that was with Batista, wasn't it, as well? Yeah. yeah. And then 2015, he's in it, he returns, he gets eliminated, and Roman won at the end, and even The Rock being in the ring couldn't get them to cheer Roman. It, it was, I remember those rumbles going, well, they surely can't be as bad the second time. And I don't know if if two bad back-to-back pay-per-views can kill a gimmick, but they came blinking close to killing the rumble gimmick with those two, two Royal Rumbles. But when I was watching this stuff, it did remind me how much I love the rumble match. It is what an exceptional gimmick. And they've tinkered with it over the years. They tried that 40-man rumble, which didn't go anywhere, but it has stood the test of time more than any other gimmick match I think out there. Absolutely. And I think they the best thing they did was it would have it would have died a death if it hadn't been in, I think it was 93 when they made the stipulation of the winner gets a title shot at WrestleMania. Because that just keeps it relevant every single year. It's never gonna lose its relevance, the Royal Rumble, because every year having a title match at WrestleMania is as big as it comes. So I think, yeah, I think it's it's my favorite gimmick match. It's the best gimmick match. It will always get me excited. And it's a surefire way to strap a rocket to someone and send them to stardom. Look what they did with Bianca Belair last year. She had all the potential in the world, wins the Rumble, bang, there's a star. And I'd like to see them do it again with... with I'd love someone we're not even talking about in the men's division to win this year's Rumble. Imagine that. Imagine a surprise winner. Okay, well, let's, let's before we get on to, to Lesnar versus Lashley, let's just go on to who is entered in the Royal Rumble match this year and see who we will be picking from them. Uh, we've got the list in front of us. On the men's side, announced so far, Angelo Dawkins, Montez Ford, Rey Mysterio, Dominic Mysterio, Austin Theory, Sheamus, Johnny Knoxville, uh, Damian Priest, AJ Styles, Big E, Happy Corbin, Madcap Moss, Sami Zayn, Kofi Kingston, Kevin Owens, Omos, Randy Orton and Riddle, Chad Gable, Otis, Dolph Ziggler and Robert Roode. Now that isn't all the entrants. I think that's about 22 of the 30. Who are you seeing in there as, as the ones who stand taller than the rest? For me in there, Big E, definitely uh, AJ Styles and Kevin Owens. They're the three I'd like to have really good showings in the, of those three. And I'd be happy with the, any of them winning. The one thing I want to see is I want to see Dominic uh, get rid of Rey Mysterio. They've been teasing it a lot yeah. on Raw. I mean, I, the, the trouble with Dominic is he he looks like a little boy, doesn't he? Let's let's call he, a spade he, a spade. He does. He's got a baby face. But, he does. He does have a baby face. But and look, he's a smaller lad. No problem with that because you look at Hook in AEW, and we will talk. Oh, Hook a bit here later. we go again. Uh, look, somehow, look. <laughs> somehow, we're talking about the Rumble, and Jack's brought up Hook. That's the most convoluted way to get it. We, we were going to talk about him later, man. My point was, as I've heard many times, size doesn't matter. But Jesus, Jack. <laughs> but there's something incredible about Dominic Mysterio eliminating Rey Mysterio. I, ju- I just, and do you want to see? Because Rey's bigger than him. Rey's no, tiny. Do you just, do you want to see that? Jack, you could eliminate Rey Mysterio. <laughs> Now that will be a turn up. That, that will be, be a story. If you're honestly, if you're in the rumble and haven't told me, I think that'd be the end of the <laughs> podcast. If you turn up in the rumble, I would be livid. Okay, okay, but let's let's so so of those, what I would say is you've got some great names in there. There is no standout winner apart from maybe Biggie. I think if Biggie won, you'd probably go, yeah, I can see that coming. I I like the fact that you could take AJ Styles, for example and strap a rocket to him and just send him straight into the main event scene at WrestleMania. You, you could do that. You could potentially do that with a Sheamus. You could, you could maybe do it with a Randy Orton, although Orton's doing his own thing with, with RK bro. It, there are options on the men's side. Yeah, there are plenty of options. I think I'd like it to be, if it was something like Randy Orton or Sheamus, I think there'd be a bit of a flat feeling. I think it does need to be someone who 
needs that push again. Someone like AJ, the fact that AJ Styles needs a push is hilarious. He's one of the best. It's been, I think I saw the other day, six years since he made his debut in WWE now. At that, uh, it was a 2016 Rumble, wasn't yeah. it, I think? Which is just For crazy. The yeah, yeah, it's just crazy that he's been here that long now and how brilliant he's been. And he just, I don't think we realised enough, maybe, we don't appreciate how many glass ceilings there were for him to shatter with being a small guy from TNA. And he came in and straight away, he had his feud, he had his tag team then feud with Chris Jericho. And then when they went for the brand split, he, yeah, SmackDown Live was in the house that AJ Styles built. That it gave it relevancy. So it would be quite fitting for him to win a Rumble after that's where he made his uh, debut. And yeah, get that man back in the title scene. AJ versus Brock at WrestleMania or AJ versus Roman at WrestleMania. Um, yeah, yes, yes, please. For that, give me, give me either of them. They, his match he had with Brock Lesnar at Survivor Series 2018, I want to say, maybe. When Brock had that run of just having really good matches at Survivor Series with little men. Yes. Um, the AJ Styles one was one of the best. So either of those matches, I'd be all for. So I, I would be a happy bunny come four o'clock on Sunday morning if I'm standing sitting watching AJ Styles win the Royal Rumble. Dark Angel, one of our uh, listeners and wrestler extraordinaire from the Channel Islands, says, isn't it time Finn Balor won the Rumble as a Demon King? I don't care who he goes on uh, to face at Mania, but it's about time he took a belt and went round the universe defending it in places like Insane Championship Wrestling, CMLL. I know that sounds familiar, but he's the OG of Bullet Club. And if WWE still care about wrestling, that's what they do. Um, where is Finn Balor? No, no, uh, we've asked a few times about people. It's a good question. I think he's wherever Asker is. Uh, they're on holiday together somewhere. I mean, there must, there must be a big resort where all these talented WWE superstars are just sitting there going, is it now? Can I, can I come and be one of the best in the world now? I'm here. I can still do it. Do you want me to come and do it? I mean, that said... He'd be a great surprise winner. Mm. And if you were to bring back Finn Balor, number 30, inject some difference into the main event scene, particularly if Rollins beats Reigns, then you could easily get yourself to a uh, Balor-Rollins main event on one of the nights of WrestleMania, which would be very nice. That would be a very good match. Um, I mean, if Rollins beats Reigns, I'll cry. So um, let's not let's not manifest that. No, there's, there's the thing that there are so many... I was looking. Without really thinking about it, without off the top of our head here, we've come out two or three, four matches that you'd happily watch main event WrestleMania. Big E versus Brock Lesnar. Yes, I'd love that. I would love that. I'm all for that. Like, there are so many possibilities here that it shows the embarrassment of riches that WWE have at their disposal. So they just have to get it right. There's the pressure. You've got all this talent. Now get it right, please. Two nights of WrestleMania again as well, which helps so much with this, particularly if you do two, three-hour WrestleManias, night one, night two. You've got so many options. We'll do the Women's Rumble in a minute. Lashley versus Lesnar for the WWE Championship, the match we all wanted to see. Brock Lesnar is full-on cowboy. Bobby Lashley is full-on beast. We had the weigh-in on Raw on Monday just gone. The line, would you like me to get naked for you, Mr. Graves, from Brock Lesnar, will haunt me for the rest, the rest of my life. Cowboy Brock, my, my new favourite Brock Lesnar. Each week I get a new favourite Brock Lesnar uh, <laughs> with his big Viking hair as well. Let's not ignore his big plait. Excellent. Um, this match, in the words of former champion Big E, big meaty men slapping meat. These guys are just going to batter each other. I don't think it'd be long. I think it'd be 10 minutes tops, but it'll be, oh, it'll be a wild 10 minutes. It's going to be one of those matches that just starts at 100 miles an hour and doesn't slow down. I, I wouldn't be surprised if a spear is the first thing we see. It's just going to be a spot fest of two massive men doing really massive things, and it'll be good fun to watch. I think Brock's winning that way in. I just think, like, why would you not take your clothes off for a way in, Brock? Like, that's what you're meant to do. I just He just doesn't care, does he? It's brilliant. And Bobby Who, I really enjoy Bobby Who, because that would really annoy you. If you were Bobby Lashley, your alpha male to everyone in the world, apart from Brock Lesnar, and he doesn't... All Bobby Lashley wants is acknowledgement from Brock Lesnar that he's on a similar level to him. And honestly, Brock couldn't be treating him with any more contempt if he tried. You look at Bobby Lashley, and we've said this since the moment you and I have been talking about wrestling together, which has been for years, I cannot get over the shape that Bobby Lashley is in. I mean, he took off his shirt for the weigh-in, and the guy is just jacked, ripped, whatever adjective you want to use. He is something else. It's unbelievable. 
I think he has probably the most impressive physique in wrestling today, if you think about it. Who comes Who comes Especially close? when you consider as well, he's over 40 years old. Like, that's the, that's the thing. And as much as he's a full-time athlete and he obviously takes incredible care of himself, like, age does play a part in your body and your physique. And he's had an incredibly physical job for 20-plus years and he's still looking like that. It's, it's incredible. It is incredible. But Brock's in hella shape as well at the moment. Brock, because Brock fluctuates. Brock Lesnar, definitely, you can tell how motivated Brock Lesnar is by the shape he's in. Let's not pretend that Brock, he's never fat, but he's less defined at times. And oh my God, if he hears this, I'm in trouble. I don't think I'm <laughs> too worried that he will, though, with our little podcast. Brock is in unbelievable shape at the moment. And you just know that that's when you get your best Brock Lesnar because he's motivated. Because when he's motivated, you, you can't tell me the little we know about Brock that. He isn't hugely dependent on how motivated he is with how hard he's training, how hard he's working, how much effort he's putting in everywhere. And it seems like, I said this before, but I'll say it again, he's having the time of his life at the moment. He's just doing what he wants, when he wants, and everyone's loving it. So, of course, he's going to be more motivated to train. The intangible is Paul Heyman. And mm. don't you think it's going just a little too well for Brock and Paul Heyman, given that they've spent the best part of a year building the story with Roman and Paul, and now suddenly that's on the back burner. I'm not buying that Paul Heyman isn't costing Brock Lesnar the WWE Championship this Saturday night at the Dome in St. Louis. I'm not buying that. That is the only thing I think that could happen is either Roman or Paul cost Brock the title, or vice versa. They go and cost Roman the title. Some shenanigans to cost Someone that I just can't see Seth winning the universal title mainly because it's not going to Raw. Mm. I can't see the title moving across to Raw. So more likely I could see Lashley beating Lesnar. If one, if one of them's going to win, I think it'd be Lashley, not Seth. I don't see both of them coming out of St. Louis with the belts. I really don't. I think one or t'other of them is losing the belts and we're getting them as one of the main events. But that is the joy of professional wrestling. Uh, let's do the Women's Royal Rumble match then. We'll tell you the entrants who were announced so far. And then the speculation, of course, is about someone very significant making their return. Rhea Ripley, Nikki A.S.H., Dana Brooke, Carmella, Queen Zelina, Tamina, Shotzi, uh, Natalia, Aaliyah, Naomi, Shayna Baszler, Charlotte Flair, The Bellas, Lita, Michelle McCool, Kelly Kelly, Summer Rae, Mickey James, Bianca Belair, and Liv Morgan are all announced. You will note conspicuous by their absence from those 21 names, there are nine still to come, is one Ronda Rousey, who, if the rumours are to be believed, may well be making her return to WWE this Saturday at the Rumble. That wouldn't be bad. It wouldn't at all. First of all, that sounded like you were doing a very weird version of uh, Billy Joel, We Didn't Start the Fire. <laughs> Especially when you went, Queen Zelina, Tamina, you had that at one point. So that's all life. I got a little bit distracted by that there because that's my favourite songs ever. But no. My job um, for next week is a Royal Rumble related Billy Joel cover. Oh, please. You like um, the American office, by the way. Whenever I, I hear that, all I can hear is Dwight going, Ryan started the fire yes, from one of yes, the early ones. Yes, that's yes. always there now. Yeah. No, very good. Very good. Um, Ronda Rousey. Uh, yes, that would be something, wouldn't it? Everything that you are reading online suggests that WWE are going very hard to get her back. And yeah, I'd love to have Ronda Rousey back. I said last week that I think the women's division is floundering at the moment. It needs a little bit of impotence. It needs something. And you throw Ronda Rousey back in there and that's, that's something. That's a main event we should have got. That's yes. the one before Charlotte Flair was introduced for WrestleMania 35. Yeah. That's the main event we should have got. Ronda, Becky, it doesn't really get bigger than that. No, I mean, yeah. Have Ronda win, have a stare down, Becky. Bang, there's your next three months of programming. And there's your main event at one of the nights. That main event's one of the nights of WrestleMania. No doubt about it. That's huge. I'd love it. If, if that music goes off... Uh, number 30, I will lose my mind. But the, you get this problem, don't you? Of as soon as these rumours come, when it's not her, it's a disappointment. And we're going to talk about that, I'm sure, later with Beach Bash, of when rumours that the company don't start, the company don't suggest anything. Someone online says it, and everyone decides it's happening, and then it doesn't, and it's not the poor company's fault, but then everyone hates it. So it's a dangerous game to play now, WWE have let rumours like this go before and trolled the fans and not done it. Alan Daniel Bryan earlier in the, our discussion at the start of the podcast. So And AEW have done it as well with, with yeah. the biggest announcement ever. And God love him, it was Christian Cage who didn't yeah. meet expectations. So 
I, I don't know. Do gun to my head, do I think Ronda Rousey will be there on Saturday? No. Do I want her to be there? Absolutely, I want to be wrong. Okay, so if it's not Ronda Rousey, who would be my pick? I'm going for AJ Styles and Ronda Rousey. Who are you going for to win that Rumble? I mean, do we get Charlotte Flair? Do no. what she th- God, no. I want her chucked out of there early. I want everyone to turn on her. Well, that's, that's, that's like. interesting because it's another star-making opportunity. If you can win the Rumble and make yourself a star, whoever eliminates Charlotte Flair is instantly set up for a program with her that could take you all the way to Mania, potentially. Yeah, absolutely. The, the, the people I'd like to see, I said in my fantasy book, I'd love to see Beth Phoenix win it. I'd love to see her win it. Um, I think there is a star to be made of Liv Morgan. I think she's on the rise at the moment, and that's the sort of thing that could really catapult her. But Shayna Baszler, she's credible. She could do that. She was the monster coming out of NXT and that Elimination Chamber where, to get her over, they ruined an entire Elimination Chamber match. Let's never forget that. And now she's she's been feuding with a doll. This is how you... This is like a fresh start for her. Have her dominate the Rumble, a la Kane 2001. And then she's... Kana Baszler. God, you're too good. Uh, if she comes out in a big wielding mask, I'll lose my <laughs> mind. Um, yeah, I, I, I think Shayna Baszler would be a very, very good idea and a natural fit for that. And you can start to rehabilitate her from there. We've got two different routes we can go down with these rumbles. And and that's the joy of it, is, is you can go with shock winner, comes back, surprises everyone, and you get instant main events, or you can elevate someone. And that's why it is, we did best gimmick matches ever not long ago. That That's why the rumble has to be it. A couple of other WWE bits and bobs before we move on to AEW. It, it's sometimes hard to get comedy right in wrestling. I will admit, I quite liked the academic challenge between RK Bro and Alpha Academy on Monday Night Raw. It it sort of worked for me against all my expectations. Yeah, I saw... So how I see a lot of my wrestling of Raw is I watch the YouTube clips, I won't lie. But and it's normally the sort of thing I wouldn't watch, I'd read about. But I do enjoy... Honestly, since Chad Gable's tweets about him and Otis and their real-life story, I'm more interested in Alpha Academy. Amazingly, you tell me a story, WWE, and I'm more interested. Shock. Uh, so I watched it, and yeah, it, it had a few wry smiles, and very much it was one of those of, Charlie, stop being a smart fan of what this should be, and if you're enjoying it, just enjoy it. And I did enjoy it, and we are just on the way, aren't we, to Riddle and Orton at Mania, and I think that'd be a really good match. I don't know, I don't know exactly when we'll get the turn or who. I mean, we all know it'll be Randy turns on Riddle because that's what Randy Orton does. That, that's what he does. Birds fly, fish swim. Randy Orton turns on tag team partners. I think we're building nice too, and I enjoy Alpha Academy. So I've got no complaints today. It's not, it's not going to win a Slammy for best segment of the year, but those prestigious Slammy awards. Yes, yes. <laughs> but I didn't, I didn't dislike it at all. I, I, I do question the way they're booking Riddle, who, who seems to be a cross between RVD and someone who's taken a knock to the head. I mean. I'd like to see what he could do were he booked to actually cut some proper... You know, RVD had that bit where he just said, bro, you know, mm. chill out. Just And I'd like to see them... Maybe that's what we get on the next stage of this feud. Maybe when Randy turns, you get that version of Riddle. Who did Riddle? I should know this. He had a feud, a match in NXT, had a title match. He might have been with... Was it with Gargano? I can't remember. And he almost turned... Like, he was wrestling heel the whole way. Yeah, and he was just like an absolute monster. He was just battering him, and was, and at the end they shook hands and hugged. And I thought he was about to turn. I was like, "That's where Riddle is," because you need to lean into the fact he is an MMA trained fighter. He mm. he could batter most of these guys. He his feet are weapons. His his fists, his elbows, like he's dangerous. So you need to lean into almost to the Jekyll and Hyde of Matt Riddle, of the relaxed super bro outside the ring and then this killer monster inside almost and i'm not saying do this but like when festus used to change when the bell rang don't do it quite like that but almost like you have two riddles one one in the ring one outside and lean into the fact that you can be two people the jekyll and hyde of it all you can be relaxed and chilled and have a laugh and then go to work and do the business yeah festus really is something that we shouldn't be thinking about again i'd i'd forgotten festus for the past however many years until you've brought him back into my life how did they get luke gallows and think that's what we'll do with him 
Do you know what as well? I don't know if you found this selling wrestling to my parents as something that I was able to watch and should be allowed to watch was was quite tricky at the best of times. And they'd always walk in yeah. at the worst bits. They'd never walk in midway through an Angle Guerrero technical classic. They'd never walk in at that moment. They would always walk in during hot lesbian action or yeah. Festus or Eugene. And you'd sort of just have to go. Uh, it's wrestling. It's, it's, you know, it's, it's, they don't make it easy for us sometimes. No, they, you're like, come on, I'm trying to sell this to friends and family and you're not, you're not helping. No. Uh, one thing we can sell before we move on to AEW, Becky Lynch on the Broken Skull Sessions with Stone Cold Steve Austin. When that is released on the WWE Network, sit down, pour yourself a cup of tea and just listen because Stone Cold always delivers and so does Becky Lynch. That's going to be fascinating. Yes, that will be box office. That be she. She don't pull her punches, does she? Our Bex. She uh, she doesn't mix her words. And we've said it before. I think Stone Cold is the best, one of the best interviews, not in wrestling, in sport. I think Stone Cold is brilliant at interviewing because he just has he has this knack. And we you do it as a job more than me, but I I host another podcast as well, so I'm I'm trying to learn. He has this incredible knack of it's not about him, but it is a little bit about him. Like he knows when to chime in with his stories. He knows when to move, like to uh, elaborate on what the guest is saying, but also when to just shut up and let the guest go. And that's an incredible skill, especially when you're not just an interviewer, you're probably the biggest star in your industry's history. So if you did sit there for two hours and just listen and talk, sorry, your guest would probably just happily listen to you. He has, yeah, he's very, very good. I, I, I like watching Broken School Sessions, mainly because of how Stone Cold runs them. If you love wrestling as much as we do, there are three simple things you can do right now to help earning the push grow. First, subscribe wherever you're listening if you haven't already. Secondly, rate and review us, including a five-star review and a nice note if you think we've earned it. And thirdly, share some love on social media. Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, it all helps, so whack us in your feed. Do that, and we'll love you forever. And now, back to the show. Let's talk about AEW Beach Break, Cleveland, Ohio, Omeo, Omayo, a ladder match between Cody Rhodes and Sammy Guevara to determine the undisputed TNT champion, a big segment between MJF and CM Punk to set up an even bigger match in Chicago next week. In a fortnight, we're getting a Texas death match between Hangman Adam Page and the Murderhawk monster Lance Archer. And we saw a debut, as predicted, in the Lights Out match between Orange Cassidy and Adam Cole. The only snafu is... It wasn't Johnny Gargano, as so many of us thought. Danhausen is all elite. Yeah, so it was a really quite very good show, but the issue is Johnny Gargano wasn't there. Now, poor AEW never told us Johnny Gargano was going to be there. They didn't tell us there was going to be a debut. They didn't tell us there was going to be a surprise. What they did was they said, we're having a match in Cleveland. Uh, sorry, we're having a show in Cleveland, Ohio. And we all went, oh, Cleveland, Ohio, Johnny Gargano's from there. Oh, Johnny Gargano's a free agent. Well, that makes sense. And we all decided he was turning up to the point where I texted you last night, said, gun to your head, and we talk about Johnny Gargano being there tomorrow. And you just replied with the 100 emoji. Yeah. We had no doubt. Well, don't we look silly? Well, and, and who's this on? It can't be on AEW. It can't be on AEW because no one suggested it, no one hinted it, no one intimated it. And yet we let ourselves run away with things. And probably, I'll be honest, I felt a little deflated when I woke up and didn't see a Johnny Gargano is all elite graphic where I didn't see him staring down Adam Cole. More fool us, I guess. More fool us and probably credit to AEW for not stacking a big show with a big surprise as they so often do. But yeah, I can't lie. I was a little... So you're going to have to help me a little bit. I know a very little bit. I'm not that well-versed in Danhausen. So I'm sure there'll be people listening as well who probably are like, I know he's a bit of a big deal, but I don't really know where from. And there'll be people listening going, Charlie, you idiot. How do you not know about him? So can someone help me, please? And just to illustrate the, the, the difference in opinion here, Dan, who listens to this podcast, hashtag stay grumpy, Dan, um, says, I'm so excited. Brody King and Danhausen in two weeks. I am blessed, Hausen. I love Danhausen. And Ross, who listens to the podcast, says, dear, oh, dear, another new wrestler I don't know in AEW. And I suppose 
that that signals the split here. If you love wrestling at a certain level and Danhausen shows up, you're going to be delighted. If not, you don't really know who he is. It's an interesting one, isn't it? And I, what I like is I have no preconceived ideas on him. So I will judge him exactly on what I see in AEW. So that that's fun for me. I, I don't I don't hate, don't love him already. I will judge as I see. Tell you what I don't love, my beloved Adam Cole losing. I don't want to see him lose. Uh, I mean, uh, again, this is why I think they booked themselves into a little bit of a corner because, yes, it's a lights out match. Yes, it doesn't count towards the records. No one, no one cares about that beyond AEW. As far as fans are concerned, Adam Cole has just been pinned by Orange Cassidy, who, with all respect to Orange Cassidy, is a great asset for AEW. He is not Adam Cole level when it comes to what he can offer to that company. He's not going to be the main event guy for years to come. Adam Cole could be. I was surprised by that finish. And it was a hell of a finish, hell of a bump to take. I like Orange Cassidy. Mm. But in my eyes, he's now the biggest heel in AEW. He's worse than MJF because he pinned Adam Cole. And it's as simple as that. What I do think we'll get is a very, very enjoyable Adam Cole for the next few weeks talking about how he's undefeated on his record in AEW and everyone being like, eh, and like no, 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 look at my record, look at my record, there's still a no. And that he, if anyone could pull it off, it will be heel Adam Cole with that sort of uh, smarminess and just getting out of it. Oh, the ladder match was good, Jack. Yeah. Ooh, the I ladder mean, match was good. Talk about starting off hot. I mean, you do the intro to the show. You don't do any of the entrances. They're stood there, ladder, two titles above. JR says, here we are, beach break, and away we go. And away they went. I mean, if you've seen the highlights of this, and you should go and watch the whole match because it's extraordinary, the springboard cutter from yeah. one ladder to another by, by, oh. by those two guys unbelievable punishment they put their bodies through. That springboard cutter, there's then the uh, crossroads off the ladders, yep. which is her. And then what about, oh, it goes through me when he does the, I want to call it a swanton bomb. It's not a swanton bomb because it's not Jeff Hardy, but you know what I mean. Yeah. Falls forward and does a bit of a flip. I did it on the camera there for everyone God to love see. you for miming that as well. Yes. Just, <laughs> oh, now, now I get it. Now yes, I see now, what you did. Now you see me slowly <laughs> lean forward. You know what I meant. Um, God, this Charlie, is all... Charlie hunches over. Yes. As a Jesus, when did Jeff Hardy join the podcast? <laughs> this is an audio podcast and only you and I are laughing at this bit because no one else can see it. Um, when he did the old Swanton to Cody on a ladder, yeah. I think that ladder was meant to break mm. and that ladder didn't break. And, oh, Sammy just bounced off it. So I know that's going to hurt Cody. But, oh, he bounces off it and then he hits the floor and it just... I'll tell you the only spot like it that has gone through me the way like that with a ladder was at WrestleMania 32 in the Intercontinental title match when KO got suplexed by Sami Zayn onto the ladder, the rock on its side yeah I, oh when they when they hit them and they just stay still and nothing moves it goes through me so unbelievable ladder match um there's probably... a spot as well sorry early on which may not get as much attention but it's a delayed vertical suplex from the top to the bottom by cody yeah and you think oh, i've seen suplexes before but it's the delay and the just there up there for just long enough where you go He's going to counter this, and he doesn't. And it just, it almost felt like slow motion. But those boys will be hurting for days to come. But what a match. Yeah, I, the fact that, sorry, on that spot, the fact that we didn't bring that up till then shows how good a match this was. Because in another match, that could easily be your finishing spot. Yeah. That could be the one to finish. I think, it, I think it's brilliant because I think it brings a huge amount of credit and relevancy to the TNT title straight away, which, this is going to sound awful, but since the horrible, horrible passing of Brody Lee, I think the title has been a bit lost in a lot of ways because it's always, in my mind, it's been viewed as Brody's title and we're kind of just, it's hanging around now. It needed something to catapult it again. And this match, I think, was it. I, this is the sort of match we'll talk about for years to come. This will stand the test of time, I think, this one. It's the best I've seen Sammy, I think. I mean, I know he's been good, but I, he takes another level for me. And it just reminded me how good Cody Rhodes is. Yeah, because he's probably been a little bit lost for me because of his promos and everything that's going on with him not wrestling. Actually, watching him wrestle last night, oh, he's very good still, isn't he? He he is, and he was leaning into these heel tendencies, and I really enjoyed that. Um, I enjoyed as well the CM Punk 
MJF mm. segment. It looks like we are getting that in Chicago. Of course week. we are. How did we not see that? How but did we not we go with that with that beatdown? Are we? This is yeah. this is the thing. Yeah, you can't you can't troll Chicago like that. Don't tell Chicago they're getting a match with all one for weeks and it's their favorite man in CM Punk and then not give them it because that's a very quick way to turn a crowd. I mean, yeah, if they do that, I think they get booed out that building in Chicago. Here's what I liked less on Dynamite, okay? If you tuned in last week, your man, John Moxley, is back. And you don't watch Rampage on a Friday night, but you love your Dynamite. You love John Moxley's return. He cut a gutsy promo. The guy is back. You tune into Dynamite last night to see your man. And what do you actually end up getting? Zip. He's not there. And not only is he not there, you didn't get any of that brilliant teaser from Rampage where Brian Danielson is waiting in the wings for John Moxley. One of your biggest matches teased on one of your shows. And if you are a Dynamite viewer alone, you do not have a clue that's happened. This is the issue of not having, of having, sorry, of having two shows without a brand split. Because when pre-brand split, I didn't really watch SmackDown because everything happened on Raw. So you presume with Dynamite being the main show that everything happens on Dynamite. So actually, yeah, you could very easily have missed that showdown, which was a lovely little face-off. Really, really nice. So yeah, what, but why you've got one of the biggest names in wrestling back on a huge babyface run now. This is a huge babyface run. Capitalise on it. Show me him every week. And yeah, don't wait with Moxley Danielson. Give me it now. If you're well, going to tease with it, give me it. It's consistency. You, you, right, he's back. That's stage one. Now he's had his first match. That's stage two. Stage three is he's got a showdown with Brian Danielson. You have to take the viewer with you. You you can't assume knowledge. And I, and I, I bang on about it every week. I love AEW, my favorite promotion. Really enjoy watching it. But it is not immune from criticism. And one criticism I would have of AEW is they assume too much. If you came to Dynamite for John Moxley last week and you came back, you may well be disappointed. If you miss the showdown with Danielson on Friday, you don't know it's happened. It They do it so much. They have an angle that gets you talking and then you go, well, where is that? Where, where? Less is more, AEW. Pick your moments, pick your people you're focusing on and you have to be consistent each and every week because if you're not doing it across your shows, you're never going to grow your ratings. You're just not. Yeah, I, I can't really add much to it. I think you're bang on. They need to tease us with it and then give us it, not wait around two or three weeks till we come back again. Because people forget, because there's so much going on in these shows, you can forget. Yeah, it, it just frustrates me. It, it does frustrate me. And look, I am, I am not Tony Khan. I am not Vince McMahon. We are a fan-led wrestling podcast, but it really does bother me that so often AEW doesn't follow up on these moments. They just live and then they go. Anyway, let's talk about Hook. Let's talk about that man. Three minutes, 26 seconds on Rampage from his music hitting and the lights going down to him walking back down the tunnel, having beaten Serpentico and suplexed QT Marshall on the top of the ramp. Three minutes, 26 seconds, I think I'm right in saying. Certainly it wasn't over four. Talk about maximizing your minutes. I'm not sure the boy's paid by the hour, uh, is the first thing I'd say. Uh, oh, he's he's a star, isn't he? They're building him well. It's incredible, isn't it? We, they kind of stumbled across this with the whole send hook thing, but the world's gone mad for it. And yeah, they are building him nice. And we've spoken a lot on this podcast about how we would build him and have him have a slow ascent up the ladder of AEW towards that main event. And so far, they're doing they're doing a very good job. Just each week, he has a more credible, a slightly more credible opponent. And each week, he's just submitting them. They just they just lose, aren't they? You get they get pinned or they tap out. It's as simple as that. So, yeah, they're doing the right thing with him. His music is brilliant. His entrance is brilliant. His whole demeanor. He doesn't seem to care. Yeah, I I'm in on hook. Best entrance in the game at the moment. <laughs> Oh, that's a big shout. I still think when done right, I like Finn Balor's entrance a yeah. lot. But yeah. Hooks is definitely up there. It's very good. I, I just think we were talking earlier about Dominic Mysterio and Hook, right? Two, two second well, generation well, well, stars. One of us was talking about Hook. One of us was talking about Hook. However, two second generation stars, Hook just, just he, I, I, don't know, I don't know how much more to put it. He just has it. 
And mm-hmm. some of us, some of us saw it earlier. Others are cottoning on. The guy just has it. Um, that was his first live match as well. Again, if you were watching Dynamite, though, do you know what Hook is doing? Do, do, are you aware of what this guy is doing on your other show? No, but I, I'm less concerned with that. I think you can build him slowly on the show and then start drip feeding him into Dynamite. But yeah. once he's on it regularly, he has to stay on it. That's the thing. So I'm happy with him doing most of his work on Rampage because all it takes is a really well-edited two-and-a-half-minute highlight package of everything he's done on Rampage over three months and suddenly, boom, on Dynamite, he's a big deal. He's, he's just a star. He's just a star. I, I feel, look, it was a really good Dynamite. I feel like I'm being harsh on AEW. It does just frustrate me. It frustrates me every week. I just want a little bit more consistency. Um, what do we think about Hangman Adam Page squaring off with Lance Archer in a fortnight? I like, to be fair to AEW, I like this. They're announcing Punk MJF a week ahead, two weeks till that Texan death match. We saw uh, the Murder Hulk monster have one with John Moxley not too long ago, and that was brutal um it's going to be a big match death matches aren't always my jam i don't no. always love them i also don't think it helps with the argument some people have of aw lean too much into gimmick matches because mm. tell me the last time there was a big there was a show without a big gimmick match really we had two this week i don't why tell me jack why is this a death match yeah i i i, I don't know i i can't tell you i also can't tell you why he's getting the title shot Again, just a little bit of storytelling, a little, you know, and Hangman Page seemed shocked in the promo they had last night to hear it was a death match. Now, he's a champ, isn't he? He's, he's the yeah. guy. He's the man. And also, now I'm going to go back to it. We got a, a segment between Tully Blanchard and Arn Anderson, a little talky segment backstage that probably got as much time as your world champion setting up a Texas death match. That, that cannot be right. Just in your hierarchy of what you've got, Hangman Page deserves more time than that. Hangman Page deserves more time than a segment with Ricky Starks and, and Powerhouse Hobbs at the side of a river. It just is all a little bit ass backwards sometimes. Yeah, and I think the big thing for me is I don't I don't understand why it's a death match. It's not we 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 bag WWE for having Hell in a Cell because it's October. Well, it's not they're not having it because it's a, it's a gimmick pay-per-view. But give me a reason, because you can't... If I'm anyone, I'm not just having a death match for a laugh. Do you know what I mean? Like, I'm not going to go out there and... It's called a death match. I'm not going to put my life in someone else's hands for a laugh. So I need it to be a feud that's hugely heated up and everyone, and there's genuine animosity there for it to happen. Like, But there's none of that. Probably you could argue the same a little bit with the lights out match last night. There's, they just throw really serious gimmicks at matches almost willy-nilly and I, I don't enjoy that no I agree and it and it is an issue and and I I think AW has a couple of little tweaks little things it can tighten up to to just keep being better now look we were going to do fancy elimination chamber booking this week we're going to move that uh maybe to next week maybe the week after as well because with the rumble we don't know what's going on and this week we just had so much to talk about so we've got yours coming in we're doing fantasy elimination chamber but you've got a bit more time to think about it your entrance in it who where and why because that will be the next stop on the road to wrestlemania after the rumble we never lose earning the push and back to developmental though charlie uh first or second this week uh i'll go first and i believe we need to talk together a little bit because for the first time yes. ever jack and i have discussed our earning the push this, this week yes. and then i'll let you finish because mine's a very quick one for back to developmental maybe slightly a bit much information for what everyone will want from me here but after my game at the weekend i got the most hideous blood blisters on my big toes, to the point where I couldn't walk for 24 hours and I was in the bath at 3am on Sunday morning with a heated up pin, bursting them and there was blood all over my bath. So blood blisters go back to developmental for me because, oh, they are painful. You could have given a touch more warning before you launched into your blood blister story. Just just a hint more before you have. took... What I didn't do was send you the pictures of my bath covered in blood, so be thankful for that. I'm, I'm not squeamish. I'll, I'll quite happily yes, see your blood. Yeah. Actually, can we talk about your match this weekend? Um, because it is doing the rounds on social media. I don't know who the lad was, but there is a video of Charlie. I don't know if you remember Goldberg spearing Nunzio. Uh, on SmackDown back in the day where he took him out of his shoes. I don't know who this guy was or what he'd done, but you absolutely destroyed this lad. 
It's probably the best tackle I've made in my career, to be honest. I um, it was it was literally the first minute of the game. It's the first thing I do in the game, and just I'm, without getting too technical on why I could go and do it, there was a few things I saw, and I was lined up opposite him. I saw he had no option to pass out the back, so he either had to pass early to his men flat with him, or he was in trouble. And I just he didn't pass, and I was like, oh no, you didn't pass. And then I got off the line quite quickly, and then yes, no, I. I hit him quite hard. I'm not very good at talking about me playing rugby. I don't, I'm not particularly great. I'm good I about talking about other people. I think he might still be there, Charlie. Not no, that was the thing. He bounced straight back up. I could not believe it. It was, it was what it looked like to me is, you know, there's sometimes are those uh, nature documentaries where you've got a gazelle <laughs> just minding its own business, just in the savannah, and suddenly the tiger's on it from nowhere. This lad was about to get his pass off, and then he was on the floor. It was blink of an eye stuff. And... It was very, very satisfying to watch. Probably not for him to receive, but I enjoyed seeing it. No, it was it was a good one. It was a good one. It was a shame we couldn't. We it was a very tough game at the weekend. We uh, we lost a close one to Jersey, but no, it was an enjoyable moment. I won't lie. It, it was um, you know when you've made a good one, you know when you've timed it right, and it was one of them that I did I did know as I did it. Uh, but then you go play the seventy nine minutes, you forget about it. No it's one cares the... about the seventy nine minutes. The highlights on social that that, yes. that yeah, that's no, what true. it was all about. True. Um, well, blood blisters then. We'll send those back to developmental. Uh, before we give something a joint push for the first time ever, I'm going to send back to developmental different parking apps. Yes. Oh, I've got four on my phone. Yeah. There should be. If I came to power in a military coup, the first law I would institute is there is one parking app for all the car parks. I don't want parking app for, for A and parking app for B and one's called X and one's called Y. Yeah. I want one because yeah. you go there, you go, oh, I can pay on my phone. And then you go, oh, I've got to download another one, enter my card details and I've got to enter my registration. And it's all such a faff and I don't like it. It's capitalism run amok and it should stop. I love that we have parking apps because who has changed with them nowadays? You just don't I anymore. I don't yeah. have, first of all, don't even start on the price of car parks. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't have change anymore. So the fact that there's an app is brilliant. But yeah, I've got, let me go on my phone and tell you how many I've got. I think it's four. I've got a folder for them. Hang on. While you yeah, look here we at go. that, on the price of four. it, look, that's unbelievable. That is unbelievable. And yeah, let's put the price of parking in as well. Yeah. I went to a National Trust property. I'm sure this happens at other places. An hour's parking, a pound, two hours, five pounds. Yes, ridiculous. What, what What's happened in that second hour to do that to the value of the parking place? Uh, I can't get on board with this one, though, because ugh, National Trust member over here. Oh, so I don't God pay for sake. my parking at a National Trust spot, do I? Yeah. I roll in there and go, oh, I'll just leave my card in there. They'll know it's free. Come through, Mr. Beckett. Come through. Ah, come Mr. Through. Beckett, you're back. Let's Your space, Mr. Beckett. Your space. You. Ignore Mr. Murley here. Come through, Mr. Beckett. Victoria just, Sponge, Mr. Beckett. Yes, I'm in throwing, you go. I'm throwing pound coins at you as I drive past. Here, Jack, have this. Unbelievable. I, I still find it remarkable that you are the younger of the two of us. You there with your National Trust membership and your shed. And the fact I freaked out trying to set up the record. We would do this every week. And today, I've had an absolute nightmare. Record, setting up records today took about 15 minutes and I had to go through two, two rooms of my house. It is, yeah. it is bonkers that I'm the younger one. And also, listeners will never know, but there was a point I got so excited, um, really criticising AEW, I pulled my own microphone cable out and we had yes. to uh, we had to start again. If you're in radio, you'll be able to hear the edit, but everyone else will be fine. Now, uh, joint uh, earning the push this week. Um, this is because of you. Because yes. you decided you would like, if any of our listeners were willing to, to tally up everything that has been sent back to developmental or earned the push. And there was only one man for that task. He comes from Scotland. He is a legend of this show. Andrew swept in and my God, he's gone and done it. Honestly, he sent me, so he first of all slid in my DMs with the uh, Titus gif. You're welcome. You challenged everyone. I had a few of them last week. I had four you or five are of welcome. them. So thank you for that. And thank you for the listeners listening who did that. Um, and I said, brilliant, Andrew, thank you. And then he said, don't thank me le- yet and sent a little screenshot of a teaser of a spreadsheet he was making. And he said, it'll be in your email tomorrow. And fired up the old earn the push email. And lo and behold, there is a full list of everything Jack and I have ever sent to developmental and anything we have ever given a push to. So 
Mr. Henderson. Thank you so very, very much, Andrew. That was an outstanding thing to do. I can't thank you. Honestly, it made my day. It made yeah. my week. I haven't stopped smiling. It's just the fact that anyone listens to this silly little podcast and enjoys it enough to do something like that for us genuinely filled me with joy. So thank you so, so much. I'm just looking down at the list, just, just picking at random. Uh, things you have given the push to. Adam Peaty, Spider-Man mm. No Way Home trailer, the Tesco club card, yeah. Alan from Sky, mold, mold remover and oven cleaner. Now, what I, what I will say is you seem to have changed in the time we've been doing the podcast because you started with the Allianz Premier 15 semi-finals, quite a high-octane sporting yeah. event that you went to. Then it was Luke Aikens, the highest jump without a parachute. And then you took a left turn and you went to being able to dry clothes quickly in hot weather and oven cleaner. So, and these were things you were giving the push to. These were things you were really enamored with in your day-to-day life. We've watched me mature and grow into an adult. Yeah. Whereas I, I think I've gone in the other direction. Uh, what, have, what have I sent back to? Okay. What have I given the push to? Let's have a little look here. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> See, I started with mini chocolate Weetabix, Jane McDonald goes cruising, and uh, Elton John. Oh, no, do you know what? I've been, I've been pathetic the whole way. Hedgehogs, <laughs> cheese boards, uh, mince pies, model railways. Oh, no, Billy Gunn's Ass Man theme got the push as well one week. Yes, so. that came out of nowhere. That was, that was a left turn for us. Unbelievable. Andrew, thank you for doing that. Um, and thank you, everyone who listens and gets involved each and every week. It is a silly little show that we enjoy doing very much. And the fact you're listening to it makes us enjoy it all the more. Uh, right. We need to wrap up. Uh, you've given us our Rumble predictions. I, I, I don't want to really say any more about that, except to say, are you really confident that Ronda Rousey will not be returning in St. Louis? Gun to your head. You're never able to watch another Spider-Man film again if you get this wrong. Is Ronda really not coming back? I'm going to say she's not, but I want to be wrong. We shall see. Uh, look, we will be back next week with a bumper show, not only looking at all the ins, outs, who's over, who's not of the Royal Rumble. We will be looking at whether that MJF CM Punk match happens in Chicago. And if it is, that could be a hell of an atmosphere. We'll wrap up now. A reminder, you can be in touch with us. Charlie underscore Beckett on Twitter. Jack underscore Murley on Twitter as well. Rate, review, subscribe wherever you listen. Tell a friend if you enjoy what we do. And we'll see you back here next week with all the fallout from the Rumble and so much more. Till then, bye-bye.